0: Trigger warning, this podcast episode contains details from emotional abuse survivors. Welcome back to Emotional Abuse is Real. I'm your host, Serene Leeds, and I'm so glad you're here. As always, before we get started, I just want to thank everyone who has listened, subscribed, rated, and reviewed this podcast so far. And on that note, here's a quick reminder to please follow me on Instagram at Serene Leads Rights. that's S-A-R-E-N-E-L-E-E-D-S-W-R-I-T-E-S, and on Twitter at Serene Leads, S-A-R-E-N-E- L E E D S. And as of this week, no more blue check mark. Whatever. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to this podcast as well as take a moment to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. I'd also like to request that you share this podcast with your own social media networks or just with anyone you think might benefit from listening to these stories. Every download, subscription, rating, review, and share helps this podcast reach more people every day. I know this to be true because for the second week in a row, I'm honored to announce that this episode features an emotional abuse survivor who reached out to me because of this podcast. Today, I'll be chatting with a young woman named Liz, who was emotionally abused by her stepmother. For the sake of her privacy, I will be referring to Liz by her first name only. While Liz has been setting boundaries with her family for several years already, she is still only at the beginning of her healing journey. I am so grateful to Liz for being so transparent with me and for giving me the opportunity to share her story with all of you. On that note, however, as I say on this podcast regularly, I am not a mental health professional, therefore, I will always recommend that people who have experienced emotional abuse seek out licensed therapists and not to use this podcast as a substitute for professional mental health treatment. Finally, I just wanted to say that I understand that the content on this podcast may be difficult for many of you. I've spoken to several people who want to listen to this podcast and who do want to share their stories, but they just don't feel ready to do either yet. I'm here to tell you that I completely understand your decision. As I've done on previous episodes, I am more than happy to narrate your story if you don't feel comfortable appearing on the podcast. Also. Please know that it's taking me nearly a decade after my own emotional abuse experience to be able to talk about it so openly. I'm always happy to chat with you over Instagram, DM, or via email. My email address is hello at Sereneleads.com. Anyway, without further ado, here's my conversation with Liz.
1: I'm 25 years old and I've been, I would say, on my own, I guess, since I was 18 for sure. I'm the oldest of six blended family, um, family with divorce in it, some typical things, some not so typical things. Um, But I, as I've gotten older, I've realized looking back, Years and years of emotional abuse that I've experienced, and so in trying to get better with myself or to cope with it myself, that's what led me to your podcast. And um,
0: I'm I'm honored. Um, I'm glad you're here. I look forward to hearing your story, and I can assure you that there are a lot of people out there. Want to hear your story, so Liz, please tell me your emotional abuse story in your own words.
1: So, I said I was the oldest of six. Yeah, there's six of us. Um, so just a little background, my my growing up, just from zero to here, how I uh, getting here now today. Um, yeah, my parents divorced at a young age. Um, my mother. She decided she was going down another path, which I get yeah. too much to today um, because that's, that's just a different story. But anyway, my mother yeah. chose another pathway, and let's just say she wasn't really around. So my dad, he had us siblings full-time, and it wasn't long after my mother left, which... I don't have a great memory on my childhood. Like, mm-hmm. and I guess by great memory, I mean, like, I really don't remember much. Like, not just good things or bad things or not some fun things. um. But shortly after my mother left, and if I look back and I recall it was about a year, my dad uh, remarried. We met this lady, and she became my stepmom like a year and a half later, something like that. Mm-hmm. And when-
0: uh, and and how old were you when that happened? And how old were you when your mom left? Because you were raised by your father, but so
1: yeah. I was, I think like seven. Yeah, I was like seven because I'm just looking back what grade what grade I was in. Like I told. You. Yeah.
0: No, I just, I would love for the listeners yeah. to get an idea of how young you were when all of this happened I, to you.
1: I was yeah. seven. I think they were married by eight. And being the oldest, yeah. my siblings at the time, I, ha- I was the oldest of four. Each of them were, right. we were all two years apart. So, Sure.
0: Uh, yeah. But still, that's very young for someone to have to
1: deal with Yeah, that kind of trauma. At the time, yeah. it seemed like I was the only person at... Well, one of the very few kids at school that had parents getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the day my dad told me what was going on. He picked my sister and up, my sister and I up from school. We went to the park, and he got us chocolate milk and just told us. And but when my mom left, it wasn't anything easy because, uh, I mean, she was like gone. You know. She went to Indiana to see some family, but, um, she has some mental health issues. She was trying to get addressed, but you know, just, if you think about it, you know, mom leaving and my dad and it's hard and it's when I, I mean, my dad and I, that created a a strong bond between us. Um, Mm -hmm. but if just down the line when my dad and step mom met, like I was so happy. Like I, she was awesome like so fun and everything that you could like dream in a stepmom and she was like my my mother i we didn't go shopping like we didn't do things like that like and my mom was honestly really spiritual like very spiritual Mm -hmm. like would speak in tongues when we were driving down the road and i'd be like what are you doing um and like no nail polish like we didn't celebrate halloween Really, you know, I didn't think much of it. And what particular religion? Uh Christianity, that? but like extreme Christianity. Yeah. And um like at one point when I was little, my mother was like the lead singer in the church. Like <laughs> okay. So and that's what she was known for. But um so my then it wasn't long down the line, or maybe a year or so. I remember my dad and my stepmom got engaged, and you know, so excited. And then, um, I mean, yeah, we did normal, normal family things. I think like you know, mm-hmm. we were still involved in sports and or gymnastics, tennis, things like that. She would come home from work. They both worked full time, and. We would do like going on family walks or doing this as a family. And then they got mm-hmm. married. And I went from being like, I remember driving down the road with her saying, I cannot wait to call you mom. I really, like, I remember it very vividly. And sure. they got married. And I don't know. It's just like one day I just, one day her and I were like very, very close. But the next day, mm-hmm. one day just not. Nah, on the same page and yeah I really don't remember like the little things that caused it but over time when I like it wasn't just like one or two things that caused it but I would you know talk to friends family like women in I mean I don't even know if it was church or school but ladies in my life I would just talk with them and yeah. Then I realized it was all making full circle, and my stepmom was like finding out uh, that I was venting, talking about her. I I was talking about her. Um, Yeah, these people who you trusted in a way betrayed.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, in a way, in a way, I mean, I know betrayal can mean many, many, many things, but you were confiding in them. For support. And they were with me. Yeah. Like, they were making yeah. me
1: feel like, yeah, we under- We can see it. We see what you mean.
0: Like. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> um, forget. Yeah. Yeah. But. It, so, and when we were, I guess the reasons, like, I don't even know if it was chores or pitching in or just any reason why we wouldn't be getting along. Or my stepmom and I. Yeah arguing but there was really not like there wasn't like screaming and yelling but you would I felt like if I just didn't say okay yes you are right um like if I didn't then it would the conversation would never end we would never move on and like okay mm-hmm. like if we want peace just uh-huh yes I agree but like and I would agree with her on some things but like maybe not to the extent um like <laughs> i don't know as as a kid and i don't remember what things would have been done but not even just me or my siblings if you were if you got caught like lying event uh, like essentially lying about whatever maybe like permission or the netflix password or eating something or whatever maybe like, if you got caught, like, you're, you're a liar, liar, liar. And, like, and like, I just, I mean, I can just hear it. I can just hear it, like, looking back. Um, yeah. So, a lot of labeling. Like, we would be, yeah. and eventually, like, when that happens so so many times, you just, you give up. And, like, you just, it's your way or it's, yeah. It's her way or the highway. And
0: it seems to me, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but you start to believe it.
1: Uh, Yes. Yeah, in a way, but I'm very, like, I don't know what it is, but I can take a lot of, I don't know, ridicule or whatever it may be. I can take it and I can still know in my heart if my intentions were truly pure. Or if I really didn't mean any like nastiness, like I don't So I think that's a good thing. But
0: Absolutely, absolutely. If you knew deep down that when she called you a liar, if you knew that she was wrong, then that's good. Then that's then that's great. Yeah. Um and- because to do something like that, if you know that you you deep down are not a liar, but she keeps saying you are, you are, you are, I'm right, you're wrong. Again, I am not a um, mental health professional, but that sounds like a form of gaslighting, and that's very common in emotional yeah. abuse. Making you think a certain thing when, it's, when it is not true. Yeah, And, and it sounds like a, she was on a bit of a power trip, which is also common in emotional abuse, definitely in my situation. I mean, power trip. Would you tell
1: me? Exactly: Oh, of course, um, so a
0: power trip is when someone becomes like obsessed with being the one in control and 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 um, like again they're the one that's right you're wrong, what they say goes those kinds of things that's what was happening to me just to give you an example that's what was happening to me um, with my boss at Rolling Stone because he was a manager of a small group of people, and that was a huge part of his identity that made him feel like a strong person, but he abused that so-called power man. making me. Yeah. With in, in, as, as a manager, when I knew that in a lot of cases he was wrong and he was calling me out on things that I, that, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything terrible. I was, I was basically doing my job and I did it well. And in many times, in many cases, I did it better than him. And that made him feel, that intimidated him. So that's where a lot of power trips come from. Um, They feel intimidated by the other person and in a a situation where this is a family member, a stepmother and a stepdaughter to feel uh, intimidated by a a stepchild that, that again, I am, I am not a mental health professional, but that cannot be healthy in a family. That's
1: 100% what went on and I don't live there anymore. I assume it's still, but that's just that. I mean, I live in a very small town my family, mm-hmm. my dad's one of six. I have a lot of family, extended family, a lot of cousins. My family, mm-hmm. uh, Like they're, they have local businesses and my family's well known. So if that could make sense, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, we've, we were just the kids. I mean, she would come home from work and it went one day of, yeah, let's, you know, make dinner or go on a bike ride or, you know, do something together to come home getting her food, going to her room, shutting the door, or coming home, bad, bad mood, like, okay, (laughs) like, we just have to deal with it. (laughs) Hi, mom, how was your day? How could I get you anything? And you know, just sucking up or just really trying to do everything you can to remain on the good list, because there was always a good and bad list. Like, Always somebody, and it would just be rotating. If it wasn't me, it was my brother. And if it wasn't my brother, it was my other sister. If it wasn't her; it was my other sister. Mm-hmm. And, like, and that mm-hmm. really, really messed up my relationship with my siblings. Because mm. all of us were like fighting, like literally, it's horrible. Like, to make yourself look good, it's like you—you you almost had to be. They have to like throw your sibling under the bus or not throw them under the bus, but like in every way, make yourself look good by putting someone else down or just maybe doing something like as a sibling, like you just shouldn't do. And I do not no. blame my sisters. And I honestly have probably done it myself in a really indirect way or really unintentional because I don't, I just, as the oldest, I just, I don't know,
0: but I. Well, it sounds to me that she was, whether it was consciously or subconsciously, she was forcing you guys to compete with each other. And that's, and that's not, and that's not right. I mean, sure. All siblings are going to fight and they're going to have arguments. They're not always going to get along. Ask my, you can ask my brother and sister, but um, to kind of, instill this attitude of, you know, just to get her attention and her respect, that that wound up driving a wedge between you and your siblings. Again, um, I saw that happened uh, That I, with me at, um, at Rolling Stone. My boss would do that between me and the other people in our department. He was very good at instilling. um, There was no group unity. Like he, 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 because he knew that I was not going to do everything that he wanted. So he did everything he could to make sure that I had a terrible relationship with my colleagues, which absolutely happened. Um, And it was a horrible feeling. It was like I was iced out. So, um, I get, so I get that. And that is, that is emotional abuse.
1: That, that is, that is not healthy. That is not healthy at all. I just want to also, I want to go back and say, uh, in the beginning, when I started, I said, I've been on my own since I was 18. Mm -hmm. I, that could maybe look different to people whatever, you know, on my own means. But when I say on my own, I had, I moved out of my house. I had different relatives uh, that gave me a place to stay for either free or for very, very cheap. So I had a mm-hmm. I had a, a helping hand for a couple of years, and so I just yeah. because another part of the emotional abuse that I uh, endured from my stepmother was, you know, you act like you're on your own. You weren't. You know, you had help. You weren't out there working three jobs, pay your bills you know, I had help. And.
0: But, so let me ask you this, if you were on your own from 18, did something happen that drove you to
1: make that decision? Well, yeah. And so, uh, and as, as, Early as I can remember is when my stepmom and I, Mm -hmm. and not even just me, my siblings, at times, like I told you, we always have to have an enemy, while we were on the bad list or not on her, not on the same page as her, you know, our our dad, he is very, like, everybody get along, can just, people pleaser, like, everybody loves my dad, honestly, like, yes, a a peacemaker. peacemaker, you know. Not one to scream and yell um and just I've I did what I did I did what he said but just I know just just get through it kind of like do what she says or just let's all just agree and like years and years of that basically was my dad telling me one thing telling my stepmom another and then then together, it was, you know, he's on her, they're on the same page, talking to me, and it's, like, mis- mess- mixed signals, mixed messages, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. That's, like, That sounds like, yeah. I don't know if I really was doing something horrible. I don't think my dad would I don't, tell me that he agrees with me or tell me one thing, but that really messed with me because it's very frustrating and as much as it stunk and was horrible and you wanted to just like scream like this is bullcrap <laughs> like and, you can know, <laughs> you don't and um that I mean it was it got so bad to the point where I was like th- three or four months from graduating high school and my dad's like I know, just tough it out. Like when you graduate, move in with this relative. Like you just the day you graduate, you know, make, make Let's make it happen because when you'll be eighteen, you'll be graduated in high school. And like I need peas in this house, and like it's not happening. And so that's what I did. We went on. I was in trouble. I do not remember what it was for, but she could remember. But I do not remember. We went out of town, and it was. All of a sudden, oh, you know, life is great, and the other people were around, which really plays a factor in how, you know, what mood she decided to be in. Or, but, mm-hmm. and we were we mm-hmm. went out of town, and I mean, it's let's get hot chocolate, let's do this, like get to the front of the line, like well, here's a, here's some money for shopping. To we get home, we got home very late. And then the next morning, I mean, it's like banging pots and pans. We're back. Back to reality. She is not happy. And, oh no, I didn't forget what you did. You're still, I didn't forget. Like, you're still in trouble. And, you know, it's back to reality. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just cannot. I cannot take it. It was a Saturday morning. It was a beautiful morning. And she was... I I call it lecturing me because it would be like this pin you, stare you down, yell at you, bring up at least three or four things from the past that you had thought you moved on from, but you didn't rehash them out. And then it's just kind of like staring at like almost like to the point where it's like staring through her, like, Oh my word. Mm -hmm. And I, about a week prior to this, my car, the transmission went out, so it was in the shop. And yeah. I just could not take it. It was like the last hair just, bing, gone. And yeah. I just like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I, we walked to the garage and she's like looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just, mm-hmm. pulled the bike out, got on the bike, and I started pedaling down the driveway. And she's like, mm-hmm. Liz, Liz, Liz. And I'm like, nope (laughs) I called my grandmother Mm -hmm. and I'm like well grandma moving in like it's time I cannot and I never went back and Mm -hmm. my dad and I and my stepmom I went over there I think it was like two or three times to try to you know sit down let's figure this out and no it just wasn't happening and I'm not saying I'm 100% right I will tell you I'm completely wrong and everything, like whatever. But I was done. I couldn't take it anymore. I yeah. couldn't take it. And, I mean, I was, I was motivated. I was a good kid. So I thought, like, or what I would consider a good kid, I was, you know, in, involved. I worked. I had... I mean, I was involved in the community. I was a few things and I won like a couple of the things that she had said, which I feel like it's, I mean, I'm 25 now, so it's ridiculous to say it sometimes, but I won homecoming queen, right? Well, Mm -hmm. anybody could have won homecoming queen. Like that's Mm -hmm. not anything. And it's, like I told you earlier, it's like she could tell you, like, you're a liar, you're a liar, but I know I'm not a liar. And so I don't let it affect right. me. Yeah. Like, I know she is wrong. Like she's so wrong to say that. And that was a very enjoyable thing for me because um I w- my whole school voted for me and I won for maybe a reason. <laughs> but like say that just like yeah. speaks volumes on her. And uh, you know, just getting away with it, still having to deal with
0: just not being supportive of something like homecoming queen. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, is it really going to matter in the long term? No. But in that moment, that was an accomplishment, and the fact that she couldn't be supportive of that, she had to make you feel badly about that. That's that again, that is that is emotional abuse. That is not healthy. Like it it doesn't serve anyone to stoop yeah.
1: that low oh. In fact, you know so as as of today my dad and I have mm-hmm. look, none, we have no relationship and thinking mm-hmm. about sorry. Yeah. the pictures that I have with my dad and my mom mm-hmm. and typically on Facebook I'm friends with a lot of my friends parents and they're mm-hmm. posting like Happy birthday to my kid, and they're tagging their kid, and they're like, Yeah, my parents don't. Well, my stepmom has Facebook, but I've never been posted. And I like looking back, I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know, like that's it, it just it is not, it, I don't know, need... it hurts, but it's like, it, no, it's more like, Oh, like I wish I could have had that, I don't know, and sure. honestly, like the way that. Yeah. That affects me today is, and I have to really be careful, but in my relationships, I'm like, it might be so petty, but, like, I want to be, like, made, like, really special. Which I do feel special, but, like, I probably have really high expectations just because I didn't get that as a Yeah. You, you just want to be acknowledged. And I was actually re- thinking about it when I was well, in high school when I won Homecoming Queen. Supposed to walk with this kid, and he ended up getting expelled or suspended that Friday morning when the whole the, the pep rally, at the football game, and the whole I mean thing is uh, supposed to happen at yeah. the halftime Friday night football. Yeah. Well, he got suspended that morning, and I was originally let down on Monday when they announced who was on the homecoming court because I had always thought that you could pick whoever you wanted to walk with you. And mm. I i was wrong. And I'm like, oh man, because I wanted my dad to walk with me, but I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, then that morning when he got suspended, they're like, Liz, can your, dad, can your dad walk with you? And I was like, yeah, he can. And so that was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And I have a photo with him, but I was looking back and I don't have any really many photos with my parents. And... Mm-hmm. I mean that stinks. I wish I did. But like it's silly and I'm not trying to like put all the blame on her, my stepmom. But, but my relationship I have with my dad as of today or I guess I should say the lack of is mm-hmm. a is a, is a cause of just how things were just dealing with her. Um yeah
0: i I feel really badly for you that your dad doesn't
1: have your back um well and yeah, yeah um yeah it's it's unfortunate because you know obviously my mother is still not in my life, never has been yeah um yeah, but that's just what it had to result like that was the result, and um
0: yeah. You you had to do what was best for you and that meant setting up these kinds of hard boundaries because you have to take care yeah. of yourself
1: mentally and, and that as much as I I love my dad and I would Sure. Yeah, you know, my dad's this or my dad's that, he's the best and this, he's that. And like I look back and I'm like, that was like that's so hard because for years, like since since I was ten. And now I'm 25, like, you know, he's telling me one thing and he, we never could be close. Like I could probably count on one, one hand, how many times like him and I have hung out when I'm one and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a whole, like all that whole entire time walking on eggshells and, you know, every, every holiday after I moved out, like there would be periods of time where we would be getting along and that was because it was a holiday was coming up or just because my stepmom was deciding like we're gonna get along now and things like snap her fingers and all of a sudden it's wow you know I really can see how Liz is trying or Liz has changed or Liz is this or I can really see a difference in your sister or your brother and it's like what do you mean like none of us changed it was just you decided that like things were gonna be okay and uh, my family is pretty big so holidays are typically like held at you know someone else's house and rotated each year but every Christmas is held at my dad's house. Christmas my stepmom mm-hmm. she throws a great party. She is, she decorates and she knows how to be a host and it was a nice party mm-hmm. she would always throw. And depending on the year like there's probably at least two or 3 Christmases that I did not go to because I literally simply wasn't invited. Um and that's not the only holiday. So just depending on how things were, um, you know, it's I've I've missed out on a lot and that is abusive. Like emotionally abusive yeah. because I don't know. That's it's like, it's like pretending like I'm not here. And she would always do that, whether it be the silent treatment or not inviting me or not responding, like that her way of like showing me is the silent treatment, which ultimately means like, you're pretending I'm not here. Like you it might sound so silly, but like you pretending I'm not here is like really showing me how important I am. Like. No, the complete opposite. It's not silly. And no, yeah,
0: it's a no win situation for you because you want and deserve family. You love your family, of course, but at the same time, you don't deserve this kind of treatment. This kind of treatment is not healthy for you. And
1: yeah, Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be all over the place, but no, no, I.
0: That's why I, that's when I pop in.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, that, that just went on whether I was living in their house or not. Like I, I have, I have lived in two different apartments and whether we're on the same page, all getting along, they never bothered to come to my apartment to me, mm. um, like really know what I do. Like my job, they know I was a sales rep for a window company, mm. but Not like I want to sit here and talk about the ins and outs of my job with them. But like, I don't know. I'm just like, just did it by myself. And the relationship I had when we were good was. Okay. To my stepmom, like what? what, Just kissing up. Like, what can I do? And because I didn't know how to act. And I just wanted to be accepted. And I wanted to be included. And I wanted a relationship with all of them. Like genuinely, I, I would I would love one with her, but like that's just not sure. like, not possible. Um, so, spending your yeah. life just
0: kissing up to her and making sure that she's happy without any concern for you, without her showing any any concern for you, is no way. Yeah, for no, you never.
1: I mean, I yeah, never. Um, um, can you can you
0: give me just a couple more examples of what it was like for you growing up in the same house with your stepmom just some more examples of emotional abuse? Um,
1: always like if if I'm telling if I'm coming to her or I'm telling her a story about a friend or something at school or something that I happened when I was with my cousins, or just something, and it's completely innocent. I'm just trying to have conversation, but always mm-hmm. just be like, uh, she would somehow find a way to find like something I did with, with like within my conversation, and flip it back on me. And now all of a sudden, like, hmm. I can't, I, I can't come up with an example right at this moment. But like, I just remember multiple yeah. times being like okay, forget I said anything. I wish I didn't even had said anything at all because I was literally just coming to you for <laughs> trying just, that's what you do. I don't know. Have a conversation. Just talk about something positive or something just in my life. And now all of a sudden, you're just taking something I said and you're twisting it and you're like, you know, so that, you that let me know there was no such thing as uh, just having a normal conversation with her
0: yeah did it feel like she was always trying to find yeah
1: yes yeah, th- that you, you did I mean, something there was many wrong. times I mean whether it was me or my siblings but if we weren't home that weekend you we came home mm-hmm. and she went rummaging through your room and your drawers and this was one time I got I don't know if it was like a end of the quarter, end of the period, or whatever it was, I came home with all my grades and my... I was like, oh, crap. I was the best student. And I had, like, D's or something on a couple tests or assignments, or I don't even know what it was. But I was like, I'm hiding this. Because that's what kids do. Like, that's... but it is Yeah, it is. I came home it is. and, yeah. oh, they're all laid out, you know, rolled out on my bed. And I was like, oh, crap. i mean just at any point so she went she went for yourself i i i did some stupid things when i was little like i had a phone that she didn't know about (laughs) i hit it and (laughs) i just i don't know i was having to hide things we're not having to hide things i just did stupid kids as a stupid teenager or stupid things as a stupid teenager Sure. I mean,
0: everybody does that, but if you felt the need to hide things from her, that just goes to show that you did not have a comfortable, a healthy relationship. No, I mean, yeah, there was, a,
1: and to this day, like she will literally tell you it was right. And my dad will literally tell you that was the right thing, but we all had tours. It was like mm-hmm. A, B, C, and D because four of us kids and it rotated every week and like, if you didn't do that, you're, you're, like, it was serious consequences. And there was a, two times, one time I was on whatever letter it was, and I had to scoop the cat litter for the week. And I scooped the cat litter, and I had it in the bag, and I had it by the front door. And I ran right past it the next morning going to school. And I came home, and that cat litter in the bag was on my bed. What the like that is disgusting. And Yeah. Just because you forgot didn't put it to like in the, it trash. Out to the trash. Yeah, <sighs> Be more responsible while I get pink eye from cat litter. Like, It's fine. <laughs> she got rid of that.
0: That that is not okay. That is not how you teach someone a lesson. That is not how you encourage someone so that... to make sure you really take it out. That.
1: <laughs> and then one time my sister She was on garbage duty for the week. Big family. Mm -hmm. A lot of garbage. And she pulled the garbage out. Or she tied it in the bag. She either tied it in the bag and left it at the front door like I did with the cat litter. Or either she forgot to take it out in general. Like the whole thing completely. Well, yeah, we came home from school that day. And the the garbage was in the bag. Tied up. At least three or four bags. On my sister's bed. I mean, you walked in the front door and you could smell literally curdled milk. Yeah. <laughs> and my sister and I shared a room, so I got the uh, yeah punishment for that one too. But that disgusting. And <sighs> was like that's cool. That that and that's my sisters, okay. they ever all of us got in trouble for different things, and in some cases, we were wrong and we shouldn't have done that. And if something was. Yeah, but it-
0: yeah, but everybody makes mistakes. It's
1: the way well you mistakes, it. but like having uh, texting someone you shouldn't be texting or stupid I don't I don't even know, but my stepmom would like tell our family about it like she would tell like just tell people and like talk about it and I felt. Like, embarrassed because I did like were embarrassing and I shouldn't have done them and saved my siblings. But, like, well, now this is embarrassing because he just told so many people. And, like, I- yeah, that, that, see, doing something like
0: that doesn't help anyone heal, doesn't help them learn that, okay, maybe they made a mistake. You, you already covered it, but rehashing it with other
1: people, all that does, yeah, is and I'm not you. like, if, If they they were listening right now, I would say, yes, and some things that I did was wrong, and I lied, and I'm sorry for lying. I learned from it, and I genuinely know I'm not perfect. Like, but it's really all in how it was delivered to me, and Uh it just didn't feel like love. Like, I was, I took Advil when I without asking I had a headache I don't remember if I was a freshman or if I was in seventh grade or what but shouldn't have been taking Advil by myself because yeah I don't know what the milligrams mean on it I don't know you know so ultimately she was doing good by helping me one time she saw me reach for Advil and the hammer comes down what are you doing do you even know what milligrams do you even know this and she's asking all these questions that I don't know so she made her point but then to take it to the extreme of you know that's, that's what a pill popper would do. Or that's like comparing, with, no. you know, that's where it's just like wrong. And yeah. Yeah. The,
0: the, the way you handle something like that is do you have a headache? Okay. Next time you need to take medicine, come to me. Cause if you and don't, you, you take
1: too much of this or this, like that could damage your organs and you could become sick and go to the hospital. Like that's the way I mean, Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, right, right.
0: Yeah, telling you that you're going to become a pill popper mm-hmm. is damaging.
1: <laughs> One thing, and if how so sorry. this the the overall relationship was. At the time mm-hmm. I was, I think is either a freshman or sophomore in high school, and I had a cold, and I took Nyquil and. So I was kind of drowsy. I was sleeping, but I woke up to get some water. And I went to the kitchen, got my water. Yeah. And my stepmom, she happened to be in the kitchen at the same time. And what is it? Flash on the lights. It's time to rehash this again. Because I was, I had been uh, yelled at. Or I, her and I just, I was on the bad list again from hours before, whatever it may be. And she's yelling at me. And I'm looking out. While I'm freaking while you're sick, sick. While you sick. Like- fighting Advil and I just ooh, I collapse. I just fainted and I my head oh. smashed against the wall and my dad oh, my it's my stepmom God. goes she's yelling his name and he comes down and he's like well he you got your wish slams the lights off and runs upstairs <laughs> yeah he was joking what? but I'm sorry Toilet, yeah, that's right? not funny. But like she doesn't actually want me dead. But you do she's done something enough to where it's yeah.
0: So what happened after you after you uh, collapsed?
1: I got water and I got up and I got an ice pack and went to bed and the next day had a gnaw on my head.
0: And your and your dad and stepmom went back to sleep. Well, that and you had to go, you had to take care um, of
1: yourself. no, she brought me an ice pack because felt- oh, she brought A- you an ice pack, yeah. okay. And okay. I believe that you know, she had mentioned like, why would you say that or something to that effect, but I don't remember too much. I just remember collapsing. Yeah. him saying that, and that was just one of the times. But every single argument that they I'm had, so they would have, uh, was about me or about a sibling and when i say about me i mean like arguing at the fact that like she can't let anything go and that my dad can't like grasp anything so like he's upset that she can't let anything go and it's just constant her mm-hmm. ur- and he's mad because yeah you know don't you see this and this and this and it was just two ex- two different extremes and
0: yeah, yeah, she's angry at him because he's not coming down on you as hard as she is, and he's just kind of letting yeah. everything happen. So ne- neither is no. good for anybody and in the family, and certainly not for you.
1: I don't know my so my yeah. mom. I mean, just growing up, like I said, with my dad, stepmom full time, my mother. Yeah. I'd get phone calls at times. There would be occasional time where she's. Okay, I've got a job, and she's just doing the things to, like, in her book, get her life on track. So we would be like, okay, you know, we'll see her at random times. But just, you know, she's had issues. And my stepmom would always just like bring that up, remind us. I mean, my stepmom was the person that told me my mom got arrested for the first time. And I didn't even ask. I was in the mall, and she brought it up because it was right. just like, let's talk about people and things and your siblings and let's do this while we go shopping. And like, what do you do as a kid? You engage. And yeah, it was almost like I made a choice, you know, I'm here and I'm doing this and I, you know, I took on you four kids and I married your father knowing he had four kids and you know, yeah. And
0: it's like laying it on thick. Yeah. It's like you said, and I've seen this before. It's yeah. all in the delivery. Like, I have seen this in so many cases in my life and in other people's life. So much gets ruined in the delivery. So much gets ruined in the delivery. Um, and again, and this, and this is, this is a, an, a common issue with emotional abusers. Your stepmom is making everything about herself. And not thinking about everything you and your siblings have already gone through in your life. Okay, maybe you were kids and, you know, you didn't realize what was really happening with your mom. You just knew that she was just gone. But for an adult who's supposed to be a caregiver to make everything worse and not be there to support you, that's not right. And it sounds to me that that's what you went through.
1: Like yeah, like the delivery, but how she mm-hmm. delivered it is how she meant it. Like, the she love? Yeah, and that's like me, yeah. You know, and I would constantly, constantly tell myself, you know, that's the difference between on um, in, in my book, unconditional love and conditional love.
0: Hmm. Oh and, yes, I know about conditional love. Yes. Yeah.
1: it's just. I, and I don't know if it was frustration for her, but like, I, if she she ever loved me, like truly, I did not see it. And like, I would feel really bad saying that, and like to find out that she really did. And I'm sure like she, like she did at some points, but like, you can make a choice to like want to love someone. And, wanting to love someone and looking for ways to love them. Like that's not like looking for a problem or constantly looking for an issue. Like if you want to love someone, then you're not going to look for for things that someone's done wrong. And.
0: Uh, if she d- did does love you, she doesn't have a very good and, way of
1: showing it. And it's, I mean, honestly, like she's love. If she, she does love me. I know. And some. No passion. I okay. think she does. But okay. I think it's okay. because she's told, like, I mean, if you marry someone with kids, don't you feel like you have to love them? Or I don't know. Because there's been good times with her. Like, there's been times where a split second where we're not, where nobody's on the bad bad list. But there's been times like it's, we'll get along. We'll watch a movie together as a family. I mean, it's just a matter of minutes until that's done and gone so it's like yeah that does that that's joy and you, you know but so that's why I will say you gotta listen when a little bit to be able to have a little bit of joy of
0: but, course of course of course and I told and yeah I don't know of course of course um I just want to commend you for your bravery in telling me this story. Um, And I would love to ask you, aside from coming on this podcast, moving out, building your own life, what else have you done to heal yourself?
1: Um, It wasn't really until recent where... I was attempting to heal myself slash, you know, realize I'm going to just look into the how I feel if others are experiencing it or have experienced it, um, my version of trying to get help. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until mm-hmm. recent because really my whole life, it, I've been told, you know, it could have been worse and i had a great life and i didn't i had i lived in a nice house my parents drove working cars i could do anything if i wanted to if i wanted to go say i'm doing horse i wanted to do horse riding i probably could have done that i mean i lived a nice life and so you know you don't complain everybody has it worse you know i have a stepmom i have somebody that was there and i was always told like i have no room to complain i have nothing to complain about and um mm-hmm. So that, you know, I I look, looking back, it's like, no, 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 I did experience it. Yes. I didn't, I had a nice life, but like, that doesn't mean anything. And it's just, it's just, uh, I don't know, like trying to like prove why I'm right. Okay. I mean, we got professional, we were seeking professional help one time when I was little and we went go get counseling because we were not working out my dad my stepmom and I like it was bad I mean yeah and we saw a counselor and it was my parents saw her then I saw her then my parents saw her again and then the next um, session was supposed to be all of us together well after she met with my parents for the second time after meeting me my parents came home my stepmom mad slams the door Storms up the stairs to her room. You did it. Congratulations! You manipulated the counselor, like you, you know. And it's like, okay, so I'm I'm always wrong, and I have nothing to complain about, and yeah. I play this "woe is me" card. How many times did I hear that? And
0: uh, I'm so sorry that that happened, and I can understand that an experience like that might sour someone's uh, interest in pursuing professional mental health help. Um, Well, you are an adult now, so you don't have to do any, if you are interested in professional counseling, you don't have to involve your stepmom at all because because it's all about you. It really is not about her. And one thing I've learned in my emotional abuse experience is that you're not going to change the abuser. So there's, no, so there's no point in going in that direction. But anything that you can do to heal yourself, um, I think, is extremely important. So what would you tell other emotional abuse survivors who might be out there listening right now and maybe – Or maybe they're not listening because it's still a painful topic or they think like you, they think, oh, well, you know, it's just emotional abuse. It's not that terrible. You know, so many people have it worse. I mean, one thing that we talk about a lot on this podcast is that does not matter. Your pain is your pain. Your experience is your experience. And it's something that should be
1: dismissed. One thing that I've come to realize lately, and it's not, you know, me trying to have a pity party for myself, but- Mm -hmm. like feelings are feelings and nobody Mm -hmm. can tell you what you're allowed to feel what you do and don't feel and nobody can tell you that you know oh you're wrong like you know that's you know nobody can justify or tell you the way that you feel and it's emotional abuse in my example, it, it comes in different shapes and sizes and packages. You know, hers, mine was supposed to be delivered as love, but it really wasn't. And, um, I mean, I, looking back, I wish I would have moved out a lot sooner than what I did.
0: Um, (laughs) but you did it and, um, as you said, you're building your own life and I'm really honored that you found the podcast and I hope that this helped you in some way, shape or form. And again, I I know because we've talked on Instagram, I, you know, we don't know each other that well, but I am proud of you. Um, I do want to, I do want to, uh, tell you that because this is not easy and, As I always like to remind people on the podcast, my emotional emotional abuse experience happened coming up on nine years ago. And it's only recently that I truly started to understand how bad it was and how it doesn't matter that maybe some people had it worse. This is what happened to me, and it shouldn't have been dismissed the way that it was. The only place where it wasn't dismissed was in my own Therapy sessions and um, in my own family my, with my husband. He knew that something was wrong and that I had to get out of that situation. But anytime I tried to talk to anybody else, my coworkers, my friends, I mean, this friend of ours understands it now, but the story I always like to tell is um, my husband and I have this. Uh, long-term friend who always, who for years always liked to say, I can't believe you resigned from Rolling Stone. How could you do that? It was such an incredible job. And one day, and it took me years, we sat him down, we told him what happened. And only then did he finally understand that it doesn't matter if you have an incredible job or as a recent podcast guest said, a Pinterest perfect looking life. Bullying is Bullying is bullying
1: and that's right yeah i mean it is bullying the bullying it. And it has- no
0: it's bullying it is bullying yeah um so i just want to thank you again for talking to me on the podcast and um do you have any final thoughts you'd like uh, to i do not
1: but thank you very much for listening and for Being a safe place for me to, or, you know, to vent or understand and making me feel like I'm not crazy.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. And again, this is a safe place. And as I've said on the podcast before, I understand that sometimes it takes people time to be ready to even listen to talk about it. Absolutely. And there's no rush for anyone. So thank you again. Thank you once again for listening to my conversation with Liz on emotional abuse is real. And thank you, Liz, for sharing your story with me. If you would like to share your emotional abuse story here on the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out at hello at sereneleads.com or through Instagram at Rights. Please note that this podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional mental health services. If you are a victim of emotional abuse and need help, please call or text the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988 or call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. You can also text START S T A R T to eight, eight, seven, eight, eight. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and I'll see you next time.